On today's show, another amazing contractor interview with Mr. Scott Deming. Now, before we get started, I want to make sure you all get signed up for Epic 2023 in Las Vegas, Nevada on March 16th and 17th. We've got an amazing lineup of keynote speakers and educational breakouts. If you're hesitant for whatever reason, go to epic2023.com and click the sneak peek button. You'll fill out the form there and get access to a free video package from all of our presenters. So you can check them out before you sign up. And if you're ready to get registered, do so at epic2023.com today. And just one more thing before we roll in today's show, if you aren't signed up for any events, whether that's an in-person event or a virtual event, take a look at the event calendar at events.mycontractoruniversity and get signed up. They're all absolutely free for all members, so take advantage of it and sign up for some events today. All right, let's get going with today's show with Scott Deming as he interviews another one of our successful members. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Cracking the Code, the official interview series of Contractor University, powered by EGIA. I'm your host, Scott Deming. With me today, special guest, Mr. Terry Callahan of Air Supreme Heating and Air Conditioning. Let's bring the gentleman in right now. Terry, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Good to see you. Thanks for your time. Know you're busy, uh, so we'll launch right into it. Uh, Terry, as I start off every interview, every conversation the same way, I like to, uh, obviously, this is the, the main objective is to help other contractors who are watching this uh, conversation to learn a few things from an expert like you, help them to raise the bar, move the needle, uh, get some more sustainable success. But I always like to start off with a little bit of, uh, of a bio on the person that we're hearing from. So if you don't mind, give us a little bit of background on you, how you got started, and then kind of take us into the, um, you know, the, the Air Supreme story, if you don't mind. Sure. Thank you, Scott. I started in the business about 26 years ago. Um, started out uh, in, in college doing some accounting uh, work, was going to decide, I decided I want to be a CPA. Then I decided that's kind of more not up my line. I want to be more hands-on. So I joined the uh, heating and air conditioning field because an uncle of mine was, was in the field and um, worked for a few companies, decided I wanted to be a business owner, started my own business, my first business uh, about 23 years ago, had it for about 13 to 14 years, I uh, ended up selling it. Um, a lot of challenges with the first business, trying to learn. I was at a young age, didn't know a whole lot about business, thought I knew a lot, but I didn't. Um, ended up selling that business, went to work for a franchise system for four to five years, and then uh, learned a little bit about the EGIA platform and decided to uh, go back out on my own. And my wife and I uh, put together a company called Air Supreme Heating and Air Conditioning and Lo and behold, here we are. This is our fifth year into it. Uh, Terry, if you don't mind, and, and again, I'm, I always say this, but it's a God's honest truth. I'm not trying to, you know, uh, put out a commercial for EGIA because everybody's watching it anyway, and everybody who's watching is probably a, a member. But talk about the platform that you that you brought up. The fact that you got on the EGIA platform while you were working at the franchise uh, organization, and did that help you to make a decision to go out on your own? If it did, were there some things that you learned while on the EGIA platform that helped you starting your business and running your business? Uh, absolutely. Uh, so when we, when I decided to join the franchise, I, I learned a tremendous amount from the franchise. Uh, I learned a lot as far as on the business side, KPIs, numbers, um, you know, for the most part, pricing, strategies, marketing. Um, but, you know, we were running into some struggles 
um, with, with the franchise and with some of the stuff we were running, we wasn't making the margins that we were wanting. So I started doing some research online. I came across EGIA. Um, I think actually the first person I talked to was Keith that, that used to work there. Um, and um, he, he got me signed up, got me on the training modules. I started watching them, learning, um, learning what we were doing wrong, um, lear- learning what we could do better, started diving into uh, overhead, overhead per day. Uh, that was no, never really mentioned inside of the franchise system. It was more divisor method, uh, change out, one day change outs, but nothing was really ever talked about when it went into two days and, and just got more intrigued, more intrigued, more into it. And lo and behold, we started running the EGIA platform uh, at the franchise system that I was running. And and in your own organization, and uh, the, the, the company that you and your wife are now running, the platform is helping you? Uh, absolutely. It's the only thing we run. I, I look at it as the gospel. If, if, if it's in the training videos and it's in the literature, then we implement it and we do it. And if it's in the cracking the code videos, it's absolutely gospel, correct? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so um, talk about some of the services that you offer. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of the folks watching offer some of the same services, but if there's something unique that you feel like you, that you offer that other uh, HVAC contractors don't, just talk about all of them. Uh, we, we offer a wide range, which I'm sure most companies do. We, we do residential replacement, residential service, uh, commercial replacement, commercial service, we do uh, very little new construction residential-wise. Uh, we do new construction commercial. Uh, we do electrical work. <clears throat> it's mainly residential um, service, a new install. And we just this year brought on a, uh, I'm sorry, in 2022, we brought on a uh, duct cleaning platform, which we now clean duct work because it was starting to be requested by a lot of our customers. The uh, I'm surprised there aren't more uh, contractors that don't offer that. Uh, be, you know, I mean, even, even I know, I know of contractors who have, uh, service agreements that still don't have the duct cleaning services. And, and I don't know. I mean, is it profitable? And it's definitely profitable. I mean, we're, we're slowly marketing it just because we're trying to dive into it and get, get everything lined out to where we've got it down pat. Uh, we've been doing, you know, some free ones for family and friends, just trying to get things worked out on it. it it's mostly, used to add on to the value of all of our installations because it, it's it's basically part of every installation of every system we put in now. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Um, Terry, talk about as you're, and it can be from the very beginning when you first started in business, when you, when you worked at the franchise uh, organization, it could be now, but talk about some of the challenges, the missteps that maybe you may have made uh, while you were trying to run a business uh, that you would, caution those watching today to try to avoid kind of like, you know, when I talk to my kids they are all adults now, but when they were younger and eh, still today, I try to give them advice. They don't really listen anymore. But when they were younger, you try to caution them against the things you already did that you already made mistakes with. And, you know, of course they don't listen, but think of a, think of it in, in that vein. Like, what are some of the things that, you know, you did wrong. And by the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you should try to avoid doing these things. Do you have anything like that? Um, absolutely. You know, when, when we first went in business, I thought commercial uh, installation was the way to go. I thought that was where the money was at. And I'm not saying that it isn't, but, uh, you know, over the period of years, I've learned that residential replacements where it's at. And I wasn't too much on when we were doing the residential side of uh, talking to people about financing. I wasn't set up to do financing, but 
now basically learned that uh, with our company, I'm sure with others, there's about a, we finance about 80 to 85% of all of our residential customers. So I would always be open to that. So in, was I thought I read something else when you were talking about some of your challenges that um, you said, let me see, let me try to find this. Uh, something about, uh, about the customers wanting to, you, most people think that they're going to go for the lower price, but you discovered that they would, they actually went for the top two uh, options rather than the lower two in terms of, in terms of costs. Is that, is, am I reading that accurately? Yeah, absolutely. So when, when we decided to bring on financing into the company and we started selling more towards monthly payments and, and customers needs, as far as what they wanted to meet, we started building our prices up and by financing, we were able to offer options that they probably normally wouldn't be able to afford but since we brought the financing on, they're actually, you know, taking the, the top two tier uh, options that we give on all of our sales. We offer four options and probably less than 10 percent of the time, the lowest price is ever bought. Yeah. Did you did you uh, learn? Was it was it kind of out of fear of losing a sale that you would go in with a lower price or you just felt like you needed to give them that whole menu? I mean, let me ask you this. If you're going to give them a, a real varied and I don't know what your price difference is. But if 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 you walked into a, a homeowner's home and you said we can start here or we can go all the way down to here, does that send kind of a of a of a mixed signal that you you're selling a whole like a myriad of 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 services and quality? I mean, how do you think that comes off and how did you kind of combat that? If you're going to sell one through four and a top two always get it, you know that they want quality. Do you think anybody in the back of their mind is thinking, why is he offering this lower one? Does he, do I really need this other one? Or does he not care if I get the lower one? How do you beat that? How do you kind of, how do you compete with that thought process in a homeowner's mind? Well, the thing I wanted to know is, is, Hey, we, we've got options on the board. That's, that's similar to some of the other companies you've had in here, but 90% of the companies in our area offer one price and go on. I want them to see, Hey, they, they offered this, they offered a low budget number. I mean, we have the option to go down that route, but through the surveying of our customers that we do through several questioning and items to have answered, we, we kind of lean them up towards the, the top two tier through our sales process that we learned through EGIA uh, right. as far as the value. And it, it kind of steers them up to, you know, remind them, hey, you, you said these things were important to you and these things are what's part of this package here. So that's a good approach. You, you, can, you can say, look, this isn't what so much what we believe in and we're trying to peddle to you. It's what you've seen before from other contractors. We just want you to know that you could start there if you want, but our recommendation is that you really go with the value and with the quality. Am I correct? It is. We go over all the checklists. We, we review it with them as we're handing the pricing out on what they've selected and what they've told us and in our notes that's important to them. And we remind them that, you know, hey, in these packages here is what's important to you. Okay. Um, any, anything else, any other kind of things that you've come across through the years of being in business uh, that you could advise other contractors, especially new, especially newer, younger uh, businesses, anything that you feel like you could offer them in terms of please avoid this if you can? Um, one of the biggest problems I had in, in the past, even at the franchise system, our, our overhead was tremendously high. And that's one of the things that my wife and I had strategically worked out when we Put, you know, put together this company, Air Supreme, was we wanted to keep our overhead as low as we possibly could. So we, this is our fifth year into business. we got 15 employees. Our, our shop is literally 1,200 square foot. 
Um, if you can get your distributors to basically be your shop guy for you, such as delivering anything you need to the job site, not having your guys go to the supply houses after them. Every job we go on, all of our material, our equipment, material we need through the day, anything is, is ran to our job sites or it's delivered to our shop the day before for our, our people to load up. Our distributors actually go in, stage it, unload it, have it all setting there, and, and we're ready to load up the next day. Uh, and here we are five years into it without a need for a shop guy. Yeah, and that one, just that one uh, person on your payroll with benefits and all the other things is quite a savings. Uh, Terry, do all distributors, I've worked with many distributors throughout the years all over the country, do all distributors work as well as like one as the other in terms of being willing to drop things off at the site? No, I mean, it's a special relationship that you got to develop. I mean, in return of them, you know, making the, the concessions to do what I want, you know, I basically promised them, you know, most of our business or all right. of our business. Right. So we, we try to go exclusive with them and, and being exclusive. I mean, they they literally help us out as much as they can. That's awesome. And and probably if you're going to be a, an exclusive contractor, you, you get a lot of other uh, perks as well. Education, financing, uh, co-op funding and all that, correct? We do. We, we get co-op money and, and, you know, with the particular brand that we chose. I mean, the thing I love about our co-op is, is it's 99 percent about us, 1 percent about the brand. Uh, in most yeah. most instances, it's 90 percent about the brand, 10 percent about the company. So that's part of the reason why we chose the brand to go with. I think a lot of the distributors and manufacturers uh, have realized through the years that you are the brand. I mean, you they you, you if a customer trusts you, you can install any piece of equipment you want to install if they trust you. You are the brand, and they realize that, and that's why they are they are developing the relationships they are. Can you give any advice to the contractors in terms of how to how to kind of forge these relationships? Is there anything that you did, um, you know, as you were looking for a distributor? What kind of like what was the conversation? How did how did that come to be? Did they approach well, the first you, or did you did. approach them? Well, they they approached us to do business, and you know, when I had this idea. Uh, because we were doing business with them at the franchise. But when I had this idea, you know, I had to make sure that, you know, in our particular area that we covered, that they they could strategically do it. And th the best fit for us, I mean, in, in the western part of our territory, they have a location. In, in the eastern part of our location, they have, they have a location. Uh, as far as in, in the eastern part of our territory, they have a location. And then they literally, their main branch that serves us is about four miles from our main shop. Uh, in Ashland, Kentucky. So, I mean, when, when we chose the, you know, the distributor to go with, I think we made the right choice because they, they take care of us, you know, when we need it. And I think uh, that goes without saying that having a relationship with your distributor uh, is probably in a top two or three most important things to make sure you have when you're, when you're <laughs> crafting your business, correct? Absolutely. I mean, no, no business owner wants their guys, uh, you know, going to a, supply house you know nobody wins when they go to the supply house you know everybody loses in and with the relationship that we have worked out one phone call and we normally have our material within an hour i think that's awesome because you know i actually do know of uh, a couple of distributors who are referred to as over-the-counter distributors they just don't care about those types of relationships they're just popping out product uh terry any other thing that you can uh, offer um ask people to avoid, give, give advice on, uh, any closing remarks? I mean, I've really enjoyed our conversation, but, uh, I don't want to take too much of your time, but is there anything else you feel like you'd like to add to this? 
And one, one thing we've done on the service side that may, may be a good tip for some people is, you know, we started selling uh, packages and kits instead of individual pieces. We offer uh, options on all of our service calls instead of one price. Uh, when we when we go to, uh, you know, for example, put a capacitor on, we couple it together with a surge protector and a hard start, and we have a kit that we actually put in uh, for, for several reasons. But, I mean, in order when you do that, it really helps get your average ticket up. It makes the customer feel like they're getting a, a better value for the money that they're spending. And it's just, to me, it's just an overall better experience for the customer. So give me an example. You said, you know, a, a, uh, I forgot what you said, a coupler. Uh, but if, let's say, for example, two, two years ago, I have two units, one for our upstairs, one for the down. And the downstairs unit, which is the bigger one, the compressor went, and he just said, your compressor's gone. You need a new compressor. But you would, you would sell, you would replace that, repair that and replace that as part of a kit with other items that are necessary for it and just say, look, you should upgrade everything around it. Is that, is that what you're talking about? We, we never just put a capacitor on. That's one of the biggest items that can, that you have a very challenging time trying to be able to come up with an answer to a consumer that can Google capacitor and see the cost of it. So whenever, whenever a capacitor goes out, we always sell a kit, you know, we call it a compressor saver kit. So that's a capacitor, a surge protector and a hard start all in one. And you can't really Google that. So it adds value. We explain what each item is. And a lot of times on the server side, what we do to help relate it to a customer is we use a lot of medical terminology. For an example, when we talk compressors and it seems like we're talking over a customer's head, we, we relate to the heart and the human body. Mm. And by doing that, it allows the consumers to be able to grasp it and be like, oh, I understand. And, and it builds value and they get like a, a tangible feeling about it. That's an I've never heard anybody say that because you're right. You know, the average consumer can't relate to the stuff you're, you're saying. They just can't. They can't. They don't understand the parts, the lingo, uh, you know, the, what, what uh, airflow is in terms of heat and loss, gain, all that stuff. But the, the, to put it into something visual that they can relate to, I think is actually uh, brilliant. So that's, that's another great tip. Uh, give me one more example of how you would relate it to the human body. Um, when we talk about uh, circuit boards, we talk about the brain. When we talk about airflow and static pressure being too high, we relate it to blood pressure. Static pressure kills compressors, uh, high blood pressure, you know, kills the heart, the kidneys, you know, we just, we, everything we train on is converting something that we don't talk over the consumer's head into medical because the medical field's done such a great job as far as yeah. uh, educating, you know, the public. That's awesome. Well, Terry, listen, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, just great stuff. And again, unless you have something else, one more chance, anything else you want to add? Uh, believe in EGI and their platform. I'm not here to, to sell it. I'm just saying that it's changed mine and my family's life. Oh, that is awesome. And you're not the only person who's ever said that to me and to others. They're uh, they're quite a remarkable organization. Uh, Terry, don't go away. I'm going to sign us off and uh, and then I'll be back with you in just a second. But thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Well, my friends, that is a wrap. Another episode of Cracking the Code, the official interview series of Contractor University powered by EGIA. Today's guest, Mr. Terry Callahan of Air Supreme Heating and Air Conditioning. You'd think that after all this time, I'd be able to remember the names of these companies. Anyway, uh, it has been a blast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Until next time, I'm Scott Deming. Bye-bye. 
Awesome content right there from Scott, as always. Now, be sure and share this on Facebook. And if you're not a member, click the button below and get a free 30-day trial, giving you access to all of our amazing content. That's our show for this week, folks. We'll see you soon. Until then, bye-bye for now.